Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. Often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. Dr. Michael Maria Delgado knows almost everything there is to know about cats, and there's a very odd thing that, unfortunately, a lot of Labrador retrievers do, which is ingest things that are not food items and wind up having surgery, and it's called pica. Sometimes it's stones. Sometimes it's a lady's brassiere. This is Labradors, but cats do it, too. Michael, what's up with this ingestion of non-food items by cats? Is it stress? Is it... What is it? Yeah, it's a great question. I'd say there's still a lot of things we don't know about pica. Um, What we see is that cats um, start eating things that are not food, and I've definitely seen everything from pennies to um, bikini tops. Oh, phone cords. Oh, Oh, um, you mean really? Just like just Um, like the errant Labrador, a cat can eat a whole bikini top. I had one client whose cat ate an entire swimsuit top. So yes, oh um, my and it's goodness, and it can also be very um, maybe innocuous things where we're not so sure there's a compulsive component. So you know what I would say about it is, in general, we tend to approach it as a um, compulsion kind of behavior issue yes. where the animal um, is deliberately seeking out. Um, these items possibly in response to stress or boredom or genetics. Like I said, there's still a lot yes. we don't know. Yes. What I will say is that it's it's sometimes tricky to tease apart because cats can accidentally ingest things that are dangerous to them, maybe not due to pica, but because um, they were playing with something like a hair tie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or earplugs are a very common offender. Cats seem very attracted to the smell of earwax. And so I think sometimes... Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you can end up with the with the negative outcome, which is that your cat has um, an, an obstruction and needs surgery to remove said hair tie or earplug from their intestines Whoa. versus the kind of compulsive, like, I must eat non-food items, right? I must right. chew on these things and right. swallow them. And so that's really where we're in pica territory, not just the accidental, like, oh, I ate a hair tie because I was playing with it, because right. we know that cats' tongues have these barbs on them that point backwards. And so when they start chewing on something um, like string or hair tie, um, the barbs on the tongue kind of push it towards the back of the mouth, and then the cat has no choice but to swallow it. So that's very different from, um, like I said, this kind of compulsive need to eat your sweaters or, um, yeah, chew on the edge of a blanket and start swallowing it. So that's really, I think, where the the line gets drawn, where we're... um, 
looking at both managing the environment and addressing the cat's underlying stress. That's a, that's a really good point. So first we want to talk about managing the environment for accidental yeah. ingestion. A friend mm -hmm. of mine's father was doing, an old, old gentleman was doing a bit of sewing and left out a needle and thread. Now, you know, yeah. I've heard, I'd heard a oh, needle and thread and I thought, really? That cat died. That oh. cat played with the thread and swallowed the needle and it punctured its guts and it died. And it was a beloved yeah. cat. Well, of course, oh, all cats sad. are beloved, but the guilt, the horrible mm -hmm. guilt. And then there's other small items. You mentioned pennies, but like plastic bottle caps, like off of a water bottle. You know, there's some right. things that could get lodged in the throat and close yep. off the windpipe. And as you say, it's kind of a one-way street. You think, oh, cats are really good at throwing up. They're like professional vomiters, whether it's a hairball or something else. But actually, a lot of things, they can't throw them up. Once they're down, yes. they're down. Yes. And when you bring up vomiting, it brings up a really interesting point because there was a study that showed that um, cats who love to chew plastic, which is a very common complaint I hear, yes. um, there was a, an association with those cats having some level of digestive upset, such as um, vomiting, probably indicating that the plastic chewing was related to some kind of inflammatory bowel issue. So, um, so you know, when you're, if your pet is eating non-food items, run, don't walk to the veterinarian. Yes, because, because something could already be down the gullet. And you don't yeah. know it, and it yeah. could cause intestinal blockage a day from now, two days from now, and then mm -hmm. it's life-threatening. Okay, so that's us telling you that, you know, put cat-friendly toys on the ground. And yes. some of them are in, infused with catnip. I know House Panther, Kate Benjamin, makes wonderful toys. They're so clever and great-looking. And they're all meant for cats. And so if your cat likes to chew, these are things you can't swallow. She's made some now out of cork. Apparently mm -hmm. cats like to play with wine bottle corks. So there yeah. are things that you can, you know, don't leave anything around. Think of it as toddler-proofing a house. Cats yeah. will so, you know, put things. Those, yeah. Yeah, like a trash can with a secure lid. Yes. I mean, things like, you know, again, Q-tips. Oh, right. Hair ties, mm -hmm. earplugs, um, floss. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> you know, store your plastic bags in a plastic bag holder. You know, um, you know, thinking about, like, yeah, any type of string, small items that would be a choking hazard. Um, they should really, it is like toddler proofing. You, yes. you have to uh, make sure you put all those interactive toys away when you're That's not right. using them with your cat. That's right. So because those, those are, are only hazards. meant to be for with the human. So, yes. but let's talk about pica, which is this compulsive drive to chew on things that you can't put away because they aren't the small little danger items. They're a bikini top. How do we help <laughs> yeah. these cats and how do we protect them from their own compulsion? Yeah. So I do recommend that people work closely with their veterinarian and possibly a veterinary behaviorist yes. uh, because, you know, the thing about compulsive behaviors is they are compulsive. And um, certainly in some cases, we can identify clear stressors in the environment, whether it's um, tension between cats in the home or boredom, um, you know, other, other types of like lack of enrichment, I guess would be kind of a general right. term for like the environment is just not stimulating enough. So sometimes we can help these cats by improving the environment, um, working on relationships um, between the cats, for example. Um, sometimes we give the cat outlets for that chewing behavior that are safe. So you kind of hinted at like chewing, you know, chew toys or 
Um, like dental kibble can be a nice um, oral outlet for cats. Cat grass is another thing that op- offers cats the opportunity to chew without putting themselves or your clothing in danger. But often I've found with serious cases of pica, that's not enough. Um, and in that case, we're looking at a cat who probably has some underlying anxiety that um, might be pretty severe and doesn't necessarily reflect the environment they're living in. It's it's really about the cat's um, own, you know, basically brain chemistry or early life experiences that might have had an effect on them. So it's not like so it you create. Yeah, it's not like you could make a, a more cat friendly home. You already made as cat friendly a home as you knew to make. But that cat mm-hmm. came with baggage. We're really talking about cats who arrive with their kitty anxiety baggage. Yeah, it does happen, and we don't always know why. Um, you know, like I said, it could be genetic. It could be early life experiences. It doesn't necessarily mean that your environment is deficient, but pica is dangerous, and that's why I say run, don't walk to the yes. vet. And if necessary, work with a behaviorist who can help, you know, assess the case, determine um, if it's a veterinary behaviorist, can help determine whether or not your cat would benefit from some type of medication. Um, And then, yeah, a lot of heavy management. Like some people do have to keep their clothes off the floor, Um, you know. Which they should be on the floor anyway, let's just say. I mean, if you're not a teenage (laughs) boy anymore, I hate to be like, you know, obvious and cliched, but... You really don't have to keep your clothes on the floor. But on the other hand, if you had a pair of sneakers and the cat wanted the laces, you know, does everything have to be elevated? Not to mention the fact that what cat can't get up onto any shelf if they have the desire to. So, you know, there's no such thing as above cat level. That is true. Yeah. So sometimes it is, um, you know, like I said, trying to pick and choose how you manage um, depending on what the cat's attracted to. So so that can um, be a factor if it's a very particular, you know, like I, I did have a client, for example, the cat really only liked to eat her clothing and so oh my. Um, was okay with like the blankets, but I think was very um, interested in the owner's scent on some of these items. So, um, you know, that was a, a pretty challenging case that did require medication in the end. So Did it help? Like did said, the medication help? Yeah, but what I will say is, you know, pica is, like I said, we still don't, there's been very few studies of it, um, so we don't have a huge scientific base of, like, what treatments are effective, so it is going to be a very individualistic approach. So really looking at the cat, the environment, the routine in the home, which is very important, so just thinking about the kinds of things that increase stress in cats, and stress is more likely to lead to compulsive behaviors in an attempt to soothe the stress. Right. Right. So we're right. It's thumb um, sucking. It's like a thing of it yeah. is maybe as thumb sucking for small humans. Yeah. Or exactly. or blanky like people you know little kids who suck the thumb or the finger and hold their blanky all at once. Maybe even rub yeah. the blanket against their face while doing it for self soothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. to, so, and that becomes a compulsion doing that. Right, right. So we can't rule those things out when we're looking at this very complex behavior that, um, you know, doesn't, it's it's definitely one of the stranger ones, I think, because yes. again, there's no nutritional benefit to right, right. eating these items, um, but the cat is very driven to consume them. And it's not just cats that do this. Like you mentioned, dogs do it. I mean, it's been observed in parrots, humans um, engage in dirt eating. And, you know, there's different thoughts. Again, like, is there a nutritional deficiency? Is there a digestive issue? 
is this really just an emotional or mental health issue? And we really just don't know. So more study is needed, but they're probably going to do it on a creature other than a cat because it's not that common in cats, is it? No, it's definitely not. I've, I mean, I've seen, um, I could probably count on both hands the number of pica cases I've seen. So, But still, it's something for people to be on the lookout for. If you find Absolutely. your cat chewing on things that make no sense, don't just brush it off. Stop and really pay attention. Observe it. See what you think that's about. See if you pull out a wand toy and start to play with the cat. Does he completely forget about chewing that thing? Do you give him mm -hmm. some nice vertical spaces, you know, some places he can jump up to and look at, just things to do? Or, as in the case of Michael's cats, if you can go whole hog and somehow build a catio for your cats. I just think that solves so many cat problems. If that cat can go to the outside fresh air, look around at the real world outside, smell it and see it in, a, in the safety of being attached in some way to their dwelling and not be loose, I just think it's a great antidote for being stuck in our homes without a whole lot to do. So Yeah, I mean, it's a great point. And I think there's um, room for a lot of research to see maybe what cats who have pica, um, what kind of commonalities their environment or, or they have, right? So that would, that would answer some questions, like how beneficial is it to, um, to have some kind of safe outdoor access? Well, it would be nice if someone did some research on cats that was really useful to cats, but I guess we can always dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> we can dream. We can dream. Thank you for talking about this and bringing it to people's attention. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods, inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body. 90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based as in many cat foods, which can compromise cat's health. Clean Protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.